This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, your host. Oh, it's everybody's favourite My Old Man Said podcast. It's the post-Manchester United show. Oh, <laughs> fucking Join- hate them. <laughs> fucking hate them. Joining me, uh, a very sweary Mr. Bud, and uh, a very calm and collected Mr. Phil Shaw. Welcome. I wouldn't say calm and collected. It's just all bottled up. It's like the bitterness has eaten me from the inside out. Feels like a beautiful swan. On the surface, calm and elegant. Under the water, it's fucking chaos. It's time to resume the position, boys. We are now, yet again, Manchester United's bitches. Hello. (laughs) Four defeats on the trot against them. And we've gifted each of them. And they're not very good at this moment in time. Gifting games, gifted them six points, doesn't it, this season? Five goals, six points, thank you very much. Sorry, we don't have the balls for a Champions League battle. Let us allow you to catch us. Yes, and now we take our medicine again. <sighs> I'm getting bored of this bullshit. I'm getting bored of it, fellas. I mean, it's what, how many years of it now? It's just decades of it. Well, it's one win in 28 years, isn't it, at Villa Park? We're going to say things on this show. Maybe it's a bit heated just because of the emotions at stake, because we shouldn't have lost that game, really. No, we shouldn't. We're going to cast some shade towards people that are untouchable, according to Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. But again, we shouldn't have lost that game. Before we get into this, though, supporting the show, something my old man said has been using for a few years now, NordVPN are offering our listeners an extra special deal because it's their birthday. They're offering a birthday exclusive where, as well as big savings on their plans, you get four extra months free plus a free Uber Eats voucher as well. NordVPN allows you to watch your favourite screens and other content no matter where you are by switching your virtual location to access apps and websites in other countries. It also protects you from people monitoring what you are watching, which can be useful for various reasons, as well as protecting your safety. One NordVPN account protects up to six devices, so you can pretty much protect a whole household. To find out more about the benefits and also access their birthday savings package go to 
nordvpn.com slash moms. And to top it off, you also get a 30-day money-back guarantee as well. Right, uh, we can talk about the villain news. I, I want to talk about this news first. So we, with the villain news, we always have a little segue news bit. I want to talk about James Magnuson, the Aussie swimmer, ex-world champion, who's going to uh, attempt the world record at the, I think, 50 metres freestyle in the enhanced games where doping is allowed. I always thought this was like a joke, you know, like boxing. You go, right, why can't they just have like steroid boxing or they can take what you want? Call it like the by any means necessary games. But Magnuson uh, is getting paid a million and he says in terms of his uh, world record attempt, I'll juice to the gills and I'll break it in six months. (laughs) (laughs) Juice to the gills is a great phrase. You have to go onto their website. You really do. I mean, the event plan, how athletes become superheroes. I mean, you're heading towards like something out of the boys and Amazon or something this is the level we're getting to now well I mean I, was, I watched that Putin interview but he talks about you know there are super soldier serums basically and genetics is the things they can do now you can basically breed some kind of super being using them for military or whatever is that what it, they're doing at Body More Heath they're, they're cloning the uh, clinical gene no they seem to be going backwards in that respect uh, <laughs> They need to uh, get the clinical gene uh, going quick, sharpish. I think the PGMOL need the clinical gene or something like that there. Enhanced referees, I'd be all for it. Dope them yeah. up the girls. <laughs> yeah, instead of just doped up referees. Right, uh, let's have some villain news. Not much of it, actually, so we'll skip through this. It's bad news for Bubaka Kamara, who went off in the Manchester United game, and it looks like he has done his ACL and will no longer play a part of this season. A big blow there, and by the end of the season, he would have only played 58% of Aston Villa League games since he's been at the club. Rumours that Ezri Konza's injury is a little worse than first expected are doing the rounds, but we won't speculate on that just yet. Luca Dean and Torres, in terms of injuries, they were back on the bench. I knew it would be too early for them to start in this game, although we'd really needed them. It's a shame they didn't come back two or three weeks earlier and had a game or two under their belts because this would have been a game definitely for them. Kamara, is he all right? Because he went off, didn't he? No one knows yet. But nice to see Ramsey back in from the start and starting to look like himself again. Yeah, well, we'll get on to that. Villa dumped out the FA Cup. We know that. Pathetic performance. And, you know, when people have said Bailey shouldn't have come off as a sub, people saying, well, yeah, well, he was like gassed. Well, no, he wasn't. And also, why play him against Chelsea if you want, you know, all most of these players started, didn't they, against Chelsea? They all did. And we were, what, 3-0 down with 40 minutes to go and waited until 10 and 20 minutes to go to take any of them off. Yeah, but they were all saving themselves for United again. Did you not, did you not read all oh, that? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, because that worked yeah. well. Yeah. Under-21s beat Everton. Callieman scored and Kobe Moore with the goals. Villa women got through the Conti Cup on penalties and will play London City Lionesses or Arsenal. Arsenal it is then. Arsenal it is. In the semi, so that's the end of their run. <laughs> and... Various games have been changed. Uh, belatedly, the Premier League released the the rest of the March fixtures. As expected, uh, West Ham and Spurs are always going to be moved because they follow 
the Europa Conference League games of Villas and uh, Wolves is now uh, at a later date. Still Saturday, but at 5.30. The police are pleased about that. Three points. Point number one, the Premier League passed new rules on associated party transaction rules. This is on players and sponsorships. So it's essentially if you own multiple clubs or... For example, if the owners of your club actually owned an airline and suddenly they were the shirt sponsor, and it's obviously a way you can get around financial fair play and cook the books. Now, the idea is to make stricter rules on those. Uh, do you know them? Uh, have they been fleshed out to the public? I don't know. But anyway, the, the vote was 12 to 6. Uh, Manchester City are actually threatening legal action over these rules. Uh, surprise, no surprise there. But interestingly, uh, Villa would normally vote against this, and this time they abstained. Any thoughts on that? Hmm. Mr. Heck abstaining? Yeah, well, I mean, if the new kit sponsor is Adidas, which we know it is, and Nasif Suarez owns a stake in Adidas, well, there's an, there's an associated party transaction right there. So it, it, it is a strange thing, considering Villa have been so against this the whole way through. We'll see how that plays out, but... I don't know about abstaining. It's like uh, I, it's a bit of a cop out, isn't it? Really. Also, Crystal Palace uh, abstained as well. Point number two: a bit of a hoo ha over Lionel Messi. Uh, Inter Miami were playing a friendly in Hong Kong. Apparently, uh, Messi was injured because of a groin injury, or that's what his reason was for not playing. Fans kicked off and started jeering David Beckham and chanted for their money back because Messi didn't take the pitch. Uh, they have subsequently been promised a 50% refund by uh, the match organisers, but China have subsequently said Beijing does not plan for the moment to organise a match in which Lionel Messi ha- was to participate. He's been withdrawn from planned games that Argentina were going to play against Nigeria and the Ivory Coast in March. Are those games actually locked in, or are they just... They don't seem to be locked in, now. Yeah, I don't know if they were like planned or they're being pulled and and this has just been used as a as a headline but it just kind of shows you uh, how you know Messi and Ronaldo became bigger than actual clubs and so f- football fans are actually they're not actually going to the game for the to watch the teams they're actually just going to watch the player and that's it and if he doesn't appear then it all kicks off point number 3 the blue cards which i believe we mentioned uh, in a previous three points i mean they're being trialed but in terms of the football we watch they won't be anywhere close to being uh, integrated well hopefully not i mean i don't understand what dickhead came up with these ideas because it's just going to cause absolute chaos we keep abreast of these type of things on the three points and the best one in recently that's popped up is the idea of the mls clamping down on the time wasting and giving time limits for people to uh, you know roll around injured and if they don't get up in within 15 seconds then off you go for two minutes yeah i think that's progressive because I'm getting sick and tired of going to games and just watching people rolling around. And it's almost as much as actual when the ball's in play. Yeah, but the conspiracy theorists would say that the reason the MLS one was so good is because it's set in stone. It's a definitive amount of time. You can't cheat time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's there. This one is, again, like everything else, it's, there's human input in it. So Uh-oh. you can just imagine, couldn't you, if a, a game where a team was playing against a bigger team and they, they really needed to score a goal or, really, or they just had scored a goal and the bigger team needed to get, get back in it. Oh, blue card, 10 minutes in the sin bin for your best player for looking the wrong way at the referee. Yeah, right, it's dubious as hell. It's dubious as hell. And they should concentrate on the time-wasting 
and the diving and the rolling around are not. I mean, somebody uh, in the press described it as potentially turning into the Wild West. I think it was maybe Klopp. Yeah, it was Jurgen Klopp said that, you know, it would just turn into Wild West. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Before we get into this latest United defeat, there have been several others in my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> Too many to count. A quick shout out to our beloved My Old Man Said members for supporting the show. And thank you very much for helping us through these United defeats as well, emotionally. <laughs> A special thanks this week to both Tim Boswell and also Richard Bertwistle for signing up as My Old Man Said members. Thanks, Richard, who's actually signed up as an annual member. If you sign up as an annual member, you do get 10% off, which is just over a month free. You do get access to ad-free shows and also Match Club, where the My Old Man Said think tank contemplate such things as United defeats 24-7 over the week. No bullshit like Twitter. It's just pure joy and fun isn't it fellas most of the time what do you mean most of the time <laughs> do we have a bad apple in the ranks only when i'm in a bad mood but no it's all good there so please do uh, go to my and check out the uh, members link for more details there and join us right we said a few weeks ago defining home games your newcastle manchester united spurs how we did in those would go a long long way to determining if we were really champions league ready oh two down <laughs> Yeah. One to go. I've gone well. <laughs> well, we'll get into uh, conclusions uh, a little bit later. Going into this game, pretty much the same team that faced Chelsea a few days ago. Just Tillemans going out and Ramsey coming in. Unfortunately, uh, no Torres again. I mean, Torres is good when he's playing, not so great when he's not playing. That's my evaluation on Torres. Luca Dean, I also wanted him to play. But to be fair to Moreno, he, he made a fist of it. He did. He did. did get stuck in and played much better than he did against uh, Chelsea. In terms of United, pretty much as expected. I mean, apart from Martinez, the back, no real big misses really, are there? I mean, not nothing uh, you would shit the bed about. No, they've, no. they've stumbled upon a, an effective lineup, you would say. Yeah, and, and getting a little bit of momentum. And this is the thing why it was important to stop them, because United are a team that can finish hard in terms of the end of the season and with momentum which after beating West Ham and you know getting a good win against Wolves which was a bit of a firefight a win at Villa Park and they're up and running really and that five points will evaporate very quickly and this was the danger going into this game and what's the worst thing you can do against United? Well, there's loads of things, but just gifting them things. Gifting them a goal early doors. After, considering we, it doesn't matter, normally we can go 1 or 2 nil up against United, we still lose games, so why not make it even easier for them? But early doors, it, you know, it was kind of all right, but Villa weren't, there was something a bit powder puff, for a better term, we weren't very clinical, and that was from the off, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought I thought actually for the most part, we've played some pretty good stuff. Man United are a threat on the break. You know, they've got Rashford, Garnacho, who are quick as shit. And they've got a good front line, I would say. You know, Holland was obviously always going to score because that's what happens when you play against Villa, isn't it? When you don't, you know, when you need a player to get a bit of form, play against the Villa. Well, he's that doing one. all right now. We, I mean, yeah. we, yeah. we kick-started that, that party, didn't yeah. we? But I, I, thought we, I thought we did pretty well. The, 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 the big thing I found was that in the first half, especially, we had some good approach play. We got into some great positions, but the final pass, shot and decision just wasn't quite there. And you're talking about fine margins, but in these kind of games, they mean a lot. A couple of great breaks through the middle. You know, I think McGinn had one, Ramsey had a couple. Got into some great positions and then the, the final pass was wrong. The difference for me from the last 
couple of games, well, certainly at Villa Park, was deeper in midfield. They were, they were playing the you know, first-time balls yep. quicker, sharper. And that just that injection of pace with the first-time ball, that helped us play through the lines and, and create chances. And, yep. you know, God, God is actually running at them as well. Yeah, and we actually went into feet, into Watkins a lot, and the ball stuck. He was yeah. almost playing off, almost like a number nine, like a traditional centre-forward. And he did um, well. He did well. He did really well. Yeah, and as well as that, Moreno didn't get isolated in this game because he had Ramsey with him. I mean, Moreno wasn't left with the, the option of cross, which, to be honest, is not his game. He, he's not a great crosser of the ball. He had the, the choice of either hitting the byline himself or dropping it back into Ramsey, who was just galloping forward acres of space each time. But again, whenever Ramsey got the ball, there's a couple of times, as well as he played, that when he got to the edge of the box, he, he wasn't sure what to do. He was caught in two minds. Yeah, it's just the, you know, the final shot wasn't there, the final pass. And that's the, the thing of he hasn't had a pre-season. He's been very stop-start. It's going to take a while, but today was probably a, a good indication that he, he can be one of the, the bright sparks for us in the second half of the season. He's going to fucking need to be. That was the big difference at the start of the game. Ram- Ramsey was really carrying the show, wasn't he? He carries the ball. We've missed a ball carrier sort of from that little bit deep. You know, Bailey's out wide. Ramsey will just drive straight through the middle if he has to. Yeah. Um, and he'll take it to the line. You know, Bailey's a little bit more tricky. Ramsey just runs. It's like, if you're going to stop him, you either foul him or you're going to get, you know, corners thrown. Straight away, that was the major difference. Yep. And you thought, oh, hang on a minute. But you're also thinking, I mean, just, you know, some of his end product, you're thinking, oh, this, you know, it's just, again, it's a shame that, you know, he's he hasn't had a bit more in the tank. And you thought, well, why don't you play him a bit more against Chelsea? Could have played 45 minutes easily when we were 2-0 down. Yeah. But he was, he was, he was good for the most part. He was making a difference uh, at the start. But then we got tagged. Talk us through that goal. Well, I think we'll have to talk about the, the free kick and the build-up to the goal as well. Go because then. long ball out to Rashford. He, he cuts inside Kamara, who maybe grazes his shirt. And Rashford, two heels up in the air, straight down, free kick. They're always going to get a free kick like that. United teams do get free kicks like that, and just in the, the shape of the body. Then the free kick gets taken. Casemiro's offside, not given. Go, maybe goes out for a corner. There's no conclusive angle to say that Martin. <laughs> You're a bit in. dubious about this goal, aren't you? you Phil? Fuck me. It, it, this is before you even get. This is before you even get to the corner. I mean, I mean, it's like it's like the classic United against Villa in three different actions before it even three gets acts. to the corner. It's a three yeah. act play. Three act play gets to the corner, and then you know what? You're not. I this this might sound harsh but you're not going to keep a clean sheet in the Premier League when you have two centre-backs that can't head the ball <laughs> it's true story though I mean ah, I mean, we saw in Carlos's first game against Bournemouth under Gerrard he can't head the ball I mean yeah. nothing's changed can't cross the ball either Don't but get we'll get to on that. that one <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to warm up for that one. I, I've got to admit, I've got to come clean and say I've got issues with Longley and Carlos. Longley's all right defending, I think, actually doing the defensive side of his job. Takes too many touches, I think, when he's playing it out and he's a bit ponderous and he just slowers down. It, 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 the way we play only works at the back if you zip it around. Yeah, you've got to you've got to break the press. Yeah, and against Manchester City, it was a, you know it's a different speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And re- recently, he, he slows it down dramatically. But Carlos, um, I don't know how the hell he turned into a 30 million. I mean, he's you know he was injured, but I don't believe he was. He's a different player from what he was before. He's come from a league where he can get away with being, shall we say, a little bit more lax. Yeah. It's, he's definitely got a, a casual style, I think would be the polite way of putting it. Yeah. But it was frustrating. You know, he thought Villa were kind of doing reasonably well. United get the lead in, you know, fucking second. We'd have about three corners. We'd had warning shots. Maguire had two or three free headers from these corners. 
outswinging ones. The, the ball's going away from goal. Second phase of play, crap defending. I think it's Watkins who plays him on. He's just standing there with... Gifted a goal. Yeah. But acres of space. Villa are desperate for the offside, which is never going to happen there. No, luckily, we actually kind of shot us into life. You know, McGinn had a great effort. I think Watkins had a great chance. He should score. And, and a more good approach play. You know, with, you know, to go in sort of 1-0 down at the break, you're frustrated. But you're sort of thinking, how the fuck are we not win- like either winning this game? But certainly, how are we losing this game? Because, man, you didn't deserve it. But that's what happens when you play these sorts of sides. You have to get the job done. We were playing well. We were, we were kind of progressing, taking yep. chances. And time, we still had time on our side. Uh, yeah, you felt you felt that actually. Oh, I certainly I felt that if we got the... the first um, the equaliser we'd actually gone and win the game because I thought shooting to the whole end we're going to get the momentum and we <laughs> did you really think we'd go on to win the game I did yeah <laughs> and we should have <laughs> it's Manchester United Chris we did last season uh, did we oh yeah but you know it's just one off beginner's luck that was I think I think more has to be made of the the Watkins chance there because he didn't do a lot wrong, but at the same time it just showed there was like a hesitancy as well. They called it on the broadcast at halftime. The ball was played by McGinn. It could have had a bit it's more pace, on it, but Watkins waited on it, and when he waited on it there, it gave Onana a chance to get out. And he might be a figure of fun, Onana, because he hasn't had a great start to the season, but he was probably United's best player, whether by design or whether by accident. He sort of earned his luck because it was a great save from McGinn's rocket of a shot. Yeah, it's a good save. That all the other times he was quick off his line or just stood and made himself big and it hit him. Can I throw in something? I think Villa didn't test him enough, as nope. in work him. No, nope. around the box, it should be shoot on sight. None of this. We're trying to pass the ball into the net. We've been trying to do this for weeks. There was a moment we're basically up in the upper hole and we're staring down the barrel of the gun when Bailey gets through and known as right off his line. And you wouldn't shoot normally, but I thought there's, there was a moment where it was clear, like he had defenders coming to him whatever but he could have got a shot off there you know being audacious if if he doesn't score he you know he gets a bollocking from his teammates but i thought there should have been a bit more put him under keep him under pressure a lot of his saves where they just hit him you know straight at him from tepid shots but he panics i mean he comes off his line he comes off his line well but then he shits himself (laughs) when he's out when he's outside his box he's not under control but we didn't really work him enough I don't think no and obviously you know you come out second half start well you know they've, they've brought Lindelof on for sure and I just thought Bailey against Lindelof that's got to be a mismatch and was was it within about three or four minutes was it Cash pulls it back Watkins straight at Anana from point blank range should score frustrating yeah I mean that's the kind of and thing that happens chances flowed <laughs> yeah you just you just go it's not, it's not going to be your day isn't it when Watkins gets the ball there I mean, the only place he can put it where the keeper saves it is right at him, and that's where he put it. It's just any kind of clip finish, any kind of ball at all into one of the corners, and it's a goal. And it's like you've said before, all the, for all the good work Watkins does, the easy chances are the ones that he doesn't gobble up. Especially yeah, although, games like that. But there was many other culprits. I mean, Ramsey's chances. Yes. And another day, perhaps. And the uh, could have had a hat-trick on another day. Well, should have had yeah. a hat-trick on another day, rather. I mean, you know, you look at the stats, 23 shots from Villa. United had 17. It sounds like the greatest game on earth. Uh, 10 shots on target for Villa. Eight of them were probably straight at Unana and uh, United had five. But United, just clinic, more clinical. That's the big difference, really. Yeah. Yep. simple as that they stuck to their task luckily we got level uh, you know you th- at this point you sort of thought well, are we, we going to get the goal luckily we did it's a you know, smart finish from Louise I'd actually have to say it was shocking defending by Man United like pinball wasn't it yeah, yeah. it's was dreadful defending he's, and he's got so much space 
to flick it into the goal. And then obviously, and at that point, I thought, right, go on and kill them now. Because I just thought, if you've got momentum, now you're in the game. And then, and I suppose we're going to come on to it. You're thinking, right, the game's there to be won. You've got some, we've got some chances fairly quickly after. Let me throw in something. Are we still, we're still trying to curate goals, aren't we? Yeah. The, the irony of that equaliser was it was just like bouncing all over the bloody place. Pinball wizard falls yeah. to Louise and he hooks it in. Now, I, I don't know. It, this kind of controlled curation of goals. I think we should have gone a bit more for it and gone for for the throat a bit more and allow emotion to slip into the play a bit more. Yeah, this is what I was sort of getting to, that you've got the goal, the crowd are right on top and the, the, the players, the manager, everyone have been saying this is a big one, the fans are going to have to play the part, which I think for the most part they did actually. And this is the traditional way the Holton needs to suck the ball in the net and you thought Villa were getting the chances and then, then the changes start coming and Villa just stop. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Because yeah. the main man, the main orchestrator that's got the crowd going and has got him on the back foot is Bailey. Yep. And then they brought Diaby on and I actually thought that's a good move. Just double down on it. Go with pace. Go with yeah. the dynamism and directness. And we've taken him off and McGinn follows. Sorry, let's, let's start that a bit again just to get it in order. So Diaby comes on. Yeah, which was an attacking move at the time. It was good. It was just before the equaliser. And you're thinking, right, we've got Bailey and Diaby in tandem down that side. I don't think United, it's not as if they're playing through as, so we don't really need that kind of strict double pivot. So no problems with that. And Kamara taking a knock, unfortunately. Yeah. And then the man, the main man who's got the crowd going and he's got United on the back foot is, is Bailey and he gets hooked. Yeah. Strange. Six, six he didn't minutes. look gassed. And, you know, subsequently, Emery's come out and said that it was actually a tactical decision. But I'm sorry, but, you know, thou shall not question Emery, but I am doing here. Yep. Yeah. Because what I read it as watching the game was Villa, at that point in the game, Villa should have been the only winner in that game. There's no way that United should be allowed back in it. But I think they actually got scared of losing to United and they just went, you know what, we'll take a point. We'll just play it simple and take a point. And then I think United just schooled them. They just slowed the game Let's down. Let's say what Emery said, just so we can quote exactly. After Kamara's injury, I decided to play with Diaby and Bailey, but Leon Bailey 
made a very big effort. So I was thinking of protecting more in the middle with Tillemans and play with Musa on the right. This is a tactical change. Now, if that's a tactical change, it's a bad change because Bailey was terrifying them. They're obviously Shaw's off. And he's, you know, he's got purchase on that side, hasn't he? He was making things happen. And you thought he's one of the only players in this Villa team that is clinical when he gets, uh, when he cuts in. And there's always hope with him. And then suddenly once he's hooked, you're thinking, hang on a minute, why have we done that? Yeah. And Dialbi and Bailey work best. Dialbi works best in tandem with Bailey. Whenever Bailey's not in the side with Dialbi, he looks a bit lost. Yeah, he needs movement, doesn't he, around him, Dialbi? Yeah, on, yeah. On, on, on both sides, we actually had a couple of decent pairings. You had Diaby and Bailey going after Lindelof, and you had, not as to the same level, but actually you started to see Ramsey and Moreno sort of going after Dalot and pin, pinning him back. And you thought, the goal's only going to come from one place here. The only way we can see it is if we get hit on the break, which, you know, yeah. Garnacho is always a live threat. But Villa were in control of the game and the chances were coming. You know, Louise had a one that he fluffs his lines. There was a few of those. There were a couple of really close passes. I think Watkins and Ramsey combined very nearly went through. He thought the chances are coming here. There should only be one winner, as Phil said. And then we just stopped and yeah. we let him off the hook. And to me, that's criminal. That's the difference between a good side and a top side. Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, in that position, they stamp on Man United. They get the second, they get the third. In Man, United, Man City's case, they probably put two, three, four past them. If they go, <laughs> right, we've got them on the ropes and we yeah. are going to smash you because they know they're there to be beaten. And everyone in the ground could see that. And I'd hazard a guess that most in the United end would have probably sat going, oh, fucking hell, we're going to lose here. Yeah. Villa are on top. And then Villa just took their foot off the gas took the main threat off yep. it, it was bizarre and and, and McGinn you know McGinn is whether you yeah. he's a bit tired or whatever he gives you purchase in the game you're always competitive he gives He'll you energy to the end yeah and by the way why play these fuckers in that Chelsea game I'd, or take why didn't you take them off I don't understand that at all I think that is poor yeah because he's got a cloak of invincibility around him and you know he's got he's got money in the bank well big time he's got credit in the bank credit he's not in infallible he's not infallible from making mistakes and he's made a mistake in this one this is like don't you want to stick your neck out here and try to like i would have been playing that chelsea game i mean that chelsea game was terrible the after the player's effort now if that was the mentality and he came out with the big fucking it wasn't exactly a war speech was it before the fa cup it was a speech of we don't take you know this isn't very serious compared to the other tournaments and quant- quantified why it wasn't as well <laughs> basically <laughs> took it right down which is hardly going to inspire the troops into battle fair enough if you don't want to if you're not interested in that tournament and and i knew they wouldn't be and i i thought they would be out of that that round against chelsea but why why play the players that you will need against united and why as as you said chris when they were two nil down why do you wait until like late when you were late three nil down you got half an hour 40 minutes still yeah why wait late into the game to make any changes why even start some of strange. those players? very strange and then, of course, we we you know we learned the hard way as as we've done in previous years against Manu. If you let these sort of teams, and let's be respectful to Manu and give them all the credit they deserve, they're fucking average. Yeah. They're just average. Yeah. They've got some good individuals who are capable players. Well, they, they're also young teams still in in many places. Yeah, they are. And that's why average they're inconsistent. age younger yeah. than Villas. Yeah, Chelsea inc- younger than Villas. This, this Villa team need to get business sorted now. Average yeah. age over tw- you know twenty twenty seven. Yep, but you've let your, you know you've let your foot off the head. You've completely let let them off, and they were Villa were allowing them to just play. You could see Emery on the touchline, apoplectic with rage, 
because he's like, go after them. Well, he didn't help himself, did he, with those bloody substitutes? Nope. No. And was the energy sapped out of the game. We were letting Manu just keep it at the back. Some of the time-wasting from Manu, the ref didn't get on top of I actually thought the ref had a pretty shocking game. Well, we say this every week. I yeah. mean, uh, They're just consistently shit. They just yeah. don't get on top of things. But actually, in the end, the final result is, you know, many will say Villa didn't get what they deserved out of the game. And I would agree to a point. But when you miss that many chances and you take your foot off the gas, you give the opposition the opportunity to do it. And we saw the difference between a right back who gets his head down, drives and delivers a cross, and it's a great cross by Dallow. McTominay, if he makes contact, he scores. Very good cross. Yeah, but at that point, you've still got five minutes to go plus another six of injury time. I'm sort of thinking, well, all right, try and get out of this with a draw. That's a really good result in the circumstances. And let's be honest, those six minutes of injury time, it was like watching us under Gerrard in stoppage time, if you remember, where you just thought, we're never going to score here. They just... Poncing around with the ball at the back, and then the moment you mentioned earlier, which Lambert, I'll mention, sure would throw them all in there. Yeah, but yeah, but no. But just before they scored, I was thinking, would I accept a draw here? In terms of you think, well, at least it keeps that you know the parity of how many points. Eight points. Eight points. It, it's more important for stopping them than it is for a game yeah. for us. Yeah. And then yeah, within literally a minute they score, and and yeah. I thought that's it. There's I don't I don't see a way back in. Just because is, of the way they were approaching it, the, because they took Bailey off. I mean, it's so it was so painful. I mean, it's this this United team is they don't even need to be coached. There's enough of those United players in the pitch that have been there, done that, and they know what they're doing. Whenever Villa just sat back, they went, "Oh, we're going to get a chance here. We'll just slow it right down until all the fights like out of Villa. We've bored the fight out of them for these last ten minutes. Keep yeah. the ball, and then just one up of the pace, one ball to Dallow, ball into the box, and McTominay." We know McTominay's a great header of the ball in situations like that. He's won them like 12 points this season on his own and still yeah. all the fans hate him. And then and then Villa's application in, in stoppage time, just, you've used the phrase a couple of times already, David, it's powder puff. Yeah. You know, it's summed up by Diego Carlos gets the opportunity to carry the ball out of defence. I don't mind him doing that. He's fairly good at it. He's normally got a good pass. His distribution is pretty good. Gets to sort of the three quarters. You think, right, you can either go out to the right Work the opportunity, which frankly is what Villa seem to overdo anyway. Anyway, you know they, yeah. they are set patterns of play. Very, it's quite predictable at times, but when it works, it works. And um, and he just clips an aimless ball to the back post. You're thinking, what is this fucking catching practice? Like, give the guy something to think about. This is what happened. It's more than once actually when they stupid decision making. You've got the you know they're they're playing it around, creating it without any pace. And then they get to the point where it's like the crowd are getting ant- antsy and it's like, well, nothing's happening here because they're ke- the defence, of course, they're keeping the shape. And so they just clip one in, don't they? It's like an aimless ball to the back stick, floated in always. And yeah. it's like, what the fuck? There's is a lot that? of that been going around, actually. That's probably been the theme, that word of the last sort of maybe month, six weeks of Villa performances. There's been a real aimlessness and it's this thing. Yeah. Of, you, I'm, I don't mind Villa taking the pace out of the game when you're in complete control and when you know that, you know, control you're winning comes the from, game. Yeah. Winning the game. But also, you know, you've got the gears you can go through. That's a sign of a really good side. City do it better than anyone. Classic Barca did as well. You can slow the game down, but then you can go right back through them quickly. Villa, slow the game down and then it grinds to a halt. But to Villa's credit, they were they were going through gears earlier on in the season. They were. The way big, they were playing. Big time. Big time. But we've been, we have been found out. And that's what unhinges teams is the change yeah. of pace. And in, early in this game, you know, there was a lot of uh, one one touch passing in the middle of yep. in the midfield to actually open, you know, open United up. And I thought, oh, good, we're back on it. 
Yep. But then when you're chasing the game, it just all disappeared. Yeah, there was you know, there was there was a lot of positives, and I'm not you know, I don't want to be completely negative on this one. There was it was a fairly good performance, but ultimately when you in these kind of games, if you don't get over the line, doesn't it doesn't count for shit. Yeah, we're not this like mid table team where we're going, Oh yeah, good performance. Lucky of- underdogs. It's like yeah. fuck that, you had the chance you could have buried them. We could have buried their season. We're in the business end now. We you gotta take results or else you're just gonna end up a, a team that doesn't achieve. We end up like Spurs. People having a, a crack at Cara for that quote that was, I think it was taken out of context it's out the of the Telegraph. Main, I agreed with him. Taken out of the main article where he says if Villa win the Europa Conference League and qualify for the Champions League, that would be like the the, the kind of zenith, the the top of what Emery potentially could achieve at Villa. And people going, you know, disgrace, disrespect. Like, well, well he hasn't be. achieved it yet. He hasn't achieved <laughs> it, and it could be. And if he did it, it was like fucking hell. And, the, thing, and, the, and the, 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 the the broad arc of that article, we've been saying pretty much every fucking week, haven't we? That Villa have got an opportunity now. Yeah, it's now. It's an opportunity. It could be now, and then it could be never. Because United, from the looks of it, are getting their shit together. So are Chelsea. Newcastle will come again. Tottenham are improving. You could finish fourth, fifth this season. You could be ninth next season with the same team. It's not conceivable that this Villa team keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. It's so competitive at the top. The opportunity is now. Take it now or fuck knows what our team looks like next season, but we'll we'll come to that in May. But the opportunity is now and you have to take it. And this team, I, I, I'm i going to look into it with sharper figures, but I've just looked at like the Chelsea game and United game. The average age, we are, I mean, the Chelsea, Chelsea average age was just over 22. We were over 27. I think United 25, something like that. So this is a here and now team, really. Yeah, it's, the, it's your golden generation, isn't it? Sort of, sort of the, the paraphrase, or your I wouldn't get that far. <laughs> or, your, or your Irish rugby world cup. It's the silver generation. Yeah. yeah. But you were hoping for like another, in the last couple of seasons, you were hoping for another striker where we got Ings and then got rid of him straight away. But there's a couple of positions, like in a game like this, where you needed something else to bring on. I mean, Zaniola comes on. I don't even know what he, I don't even think he knows what he's doing when he comes on. I didn't on. even know if it, it might have been a Rogers game as a bit of a, you know, he's another ball carrier. He's got power. He's shown he can yeah. do that. Zaniola hasn't shown anything this season. Well, Zaniola's been told that he's gone back to wherever he came from at the end of the season. So there's no motivation. So <laughs> wherever he came from, I mean, that, that's just that was. I was at the time when that report came out that they were sending Zaniola back. I mean, that's just pointless. Demotivated them completely. Not that he had a lot to begin with, but gone now. Yeah, I don't. I don't get there's it. Just, there's just. I just think there's, there's some. There is a lack of football and intelligence in the squad at times as well. But right, so give me the start of the game. Well, to nobody's surprise, that United's victory was their 40th in the Premier League over Aston Villa. They've won 40, drawn 13 and lost 5, equaling the record for the most wins by a club against a single opponent. And also it was Eric Ten Hag's first away win against the first top nine side, wasn't anybody it? Anybody in the top nine, yeah. Yeah. Of course did. it was against Villa. Yeah. I'm getting sick of this. People said, oh, that kind of shit's over, but it's not. I'm sorry. No. Nope. Fancy Premier League player of the game or the week or the game? Douglas Louise with 10 points. Could have been more. Should have been more. Should have been but 20. Yep. Right, let's get out of here with a bit of medium Muppets. What's in the trough, Mr. Shaw? Well... I'm going for fans leaving before the end of the game. Are they a true fan or not? 
because according to medium up at Hall of Famer Chris Sutton, you're not a true fan if you leave early. So this was in response to West Ham, who were four nils down at home to Arsenal at half time and just started leaving, which in my opinion is completely justified. They weren't getting back into that one. They were absolutely awful. Yeah, I think there's two ways of leaving and they have to be distinguished. The one is the game's won all or the game, you, you, you won goal down and you're chasing it or the game's you know not decided yet and it's like five minutes to go and then you leave to beat the traffic or whatever. That I don't get on board with. I, that I don't subscribe to because I think if you're there for the game, you're there to see the results, aren't you, really? Yeah. And if especially if you're chasing the game by a goal or it's level pegging and you're looking for a win, then really you should be there, you know, supporting the team. But if your team's getting absolutely mullered and it's embarrassing and the players haven't turned up, then I have no problems getting the fuck out of there. Especially in that manner, if you're 4-0 down and anybody who's been to West Ham knows it can be a bit of a pain in the ass with the travel anyway, I'd be thinking, oh, bollocks to this. I don't know what kind of masochist you have to be to stay when you're getting like emotionally and mentally destroyed, but like shipping four goals in the first half, I think that's tipping point. That's fair enough. Out you go. That, I mean, what's the equivalent? It'd be like watching the baggies or something, wouldn't it? 4 nil up. It's like, do I want to yep. watch any more of this shit? No, we don't. <laughs> but I mean, to, to come out and to like just, again, just looking for engagement and things like that, this is all it is. I mean, when Sheffield United did it last week, there wasn't really anybody had any complaints. They were just like, oh, well, fair enough. You are getting absolutely yeah, trashed. fair enough. Yeah. It's like when Arsenal dicked on us in the FA Cup final, I left before the, the fourth goal. I didn't want to see that. Oh, fucking wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> I've still never seen it. <laughs> that's how interested I am in that but there was no way back it's like that Chelsea game in midweek there's no way Villa were coming back into that oh well done you scored a consolation goal but I said to you on the, the reaction I haven't, I haven't left a game I haven't left a game that early since the relegation season since the week before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> against Newcastle at half time <laughs> <laughs> no, we're joking about that one. But no, if, if the game's live, then certainly not. But if the game's fucked and it, and you've been insulted, you know, literally by the players on the pitch from a lack of application, then yeah, fair enough. I mean, I remember uh, Villa United. United took the lead at high, and it was 1-0 to United at half time. And I was in the lower north, sometimes against United, go there just to be close to their way fans for a bit of atmosphere, like in the old days. And uh, there was a group of four lads there, and United had just scored just on the break, uh, brink of uh, before the half time whistle. And they were like, fuck this, let's go down the pub. <laughs> that was only because it was against United, and you knew it was inevitable. So it kind of, I mean, it's funny because it's only 1 0, it's half time. It's like, fuck this. <laughs> But it's like they knew what was coming and they did. The only thing they missed was Heskey being put clean through and his shot going off for a throw in. I remember it well. Yep. God, I wanted to go on the pitch and kill him in cold blood. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's a different experience, Villa United. I mean, I hate them more than the Blues. One hate them. And more. Because right, it's like punching up as well, you know, punching down on the blues is too easy. It's a rivalry that doesn't get you anywhere. Just finally, before we go, uh, Emery did say he ranks the defeat against Manchester United as second best performance of the season after the win against Manchester City and one of the best during his time at Villa. Hmm. That's, if that's his second best performance, then we're finishing mid-table. I'm, I'm sorry. Bearing in mind, this is a side this season alone who've beaten, put six past Brighton, four past yeah. West Ham, got a win against Arsenal, had some good away results as well. And then you look back to last season, you know, results like the Spurs one and, and various others, Newcastle. I and- include good finishing in performance. 
Yeah. Well, being clinical in both penalty area, that's kind of the key yeah. thing. So that's a load of flim flamming. I think he's just very frustrated at the moment, and I understand yeah. why. But yeah, I mean, the writing's on the wall there. I mean, in something for the weekend, I put it down as a, a United win, and that was on the basis of what we've been watching the last few weeks. And I'm sorry, but, you know, we've, we've got five points on them, but that's, that's a psychological blow dealt there 100%. Massively so. They've got momentum and they're hunting down. United are hunting down Villarreal. And they've done Spurs. it before. We haven't done this before. This is new territory for us. Well, we've done it historically, we have, but this is in recent times. But this team, like mentally, it's done really well over a long period of time. But unfortunately, that long period of time, which is the year of 2023, overlaps two seasons. So... Mm. Unfortunately, unless we dig deep and uh, turn this thing around, you know, Emery's going to be doing no better than David O'Leary, Martin O'Neill, John Gregory, John Gregory finishing sixth. So there's nothing special about that. It's got a very good chance of turning into an O'Neill season. It's it's got yeah. that sort of stench about it at the minute. They need to do do something different to shake it up. They need to reset. Well, they need to get their players back. You need to get Conza back. You need to get your best team out on the pitch. Not that it's the excuse, and then you need to level up the performances. Right, enough. At least we don't have to play them again this season. We've just got the ritual humiliation of Liverpool coming to Villa Park to look forward to in May in terms of traditional uh, pain inflictors. All right, two games coming up where you, you basically have to win them just to keep, win them both. keep up. No other option. Points aren't aren't good enough now. You've got to go to Fulham and win. You have to beat Forest. If you don't beat Forest at home, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but that's when the, the uh, panic starts. That's when you start slipping. That's when you see Newcastle leapfrog you. And if that happens, fucking hell. <laughs> just, wait, just wait to break and overtake us. No, no, go no, there as well. Phil always, Phil always gets really miserable. <laughs> it's, it's the United thing. It's, it's, I told the bitterness is out through him. It's coming to the front now. Yeah, it's, it could be like lead balloon time and then you, you're playing Spurs and if uh, if you haven't beaten Fulham and Forest and you don't beat Spurs, if you get beat by Spurs, then uh, I think you've lost touch of those places. You're suddenly out of the picture and you're fighting Brighton for the Europa Conference League. And when we get knocked out of that in March, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, I said after that Newcastle, the first first thing I tweeted after that Newcastle game at the start of the season was, this, we've still got the Europa Conference League. You still have to be clinical in both. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Penalty areas in cup football, especially in cup football. All I can say, listeners, is get all your eggs and put them in the Europa Conference League basket. <laughs> oh, I hate United. And on Fucking that note, hate them. it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. <sighs> goodbye. Goodbye.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.